0: Here's what people don't understand. Spending on other players doesn't mean you're a high-spending team. Spending on your own players often means you're a high-spending team. Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. We're produced by Brian Neal, musical producer. What you hear under me is that of my son, Sam Brandt, who's out there working with a big producer today. Hope all is well with you. It's a branch Rants edition. Had some guests the past couple weeks. Good to get back doing some rants and lots to talk about. We'll talk about some NFL news, some NCA news, among the things that I'd like to mention here, and we'll get to it right away. Number one rant, I haven't commented on this. One Tom Brady, remember him? So I didn't get to this last week, but $375 million reported deal with Fox when he retires. I'd almost said if, but I guess there's a mortality rate for every player, even Tom Brady, when it comes to career length. So the news comes out that Fox is going to pay him $375 million for a 10-year deal when he retires from football. So let me get this straight about Tom Brady's 2022 offseason. He retires. Well, let's start at the beginning. He's reported to retire. He doesn't retire. He does retire. And then news came out he was going to own a piece of the Miami Dolphins and then lay waste to the Rooney Rule right away, first act, and hire Sean Payton. That doesn't go through. Then he (laughs) unretires. Okay. Then he signs a deal with Fox after unretiring for when he does retire. So. That's kind of the sequence that's gone on with Tom Brady, and that's just a sample of his 2022 offseason where he's been out there in the public eye a lot. couple things about the Fox deal. Number one, they deny it. Okay, that's par for the course. They deny the number. This is kind of like a player contract number, right? The agent or whoever gets out the huge number. Everyone runs with it. It becomes the headline. It becomes the story. And then only later do you find out what the real deal is now as to the number my thought is okay that's about double the top of the rate top of the market is troy aikman and tony romo making roughly 18 a year roughly half of what is being offered to tom brady at such point he retires so again for fox to lock in brady and get all the attendant publicity not only now but while he's playing and every time he plays oh he's going to be on fox after he retires They had to pay an extraordinary number, an offer he couldn't refuse to get him to commit, to get him to commit to something down the road. And it's good for them, obviously. Is that number right? Well, I don't know. It's twice what the market is. Now, the question becomes, when does this deal take effect? Which really is the question of when he retires. If he continues to play a long time and long time, maybe more than two years, the market may be getting up close to thirty-seven five a year, and Tom Brady's new Fox deal may not look so out of market in a couple years. Who knows? If he's gonna play to fifty, that might be a deal that's low by that time. Maybe top broadcast announcers are making forty million a year. So these are all things you gotta think about when you look at the number. Fox had to do something out of the ordinary to get him to commit. He has to understand that the longer he plays, the less this deal is going to look great because who knows the next deal is going to be, whether it's Romo Aikman or someone else, and they're into the 20-something millions and on and on and on. But that's what's going on with Brady. The last thing I'll say about Brady is just something I continue to remark on all the time with this guy. He is a changed man since leaving what I call the mushroom cloud of Belichickia. We did not hear a peep from Tom Brady for two decades, 20 years. Sure, he would interviewed and he talked, but it was never revealing. It was always bland. It was Belichickian. It was rote. It was corporate. It was unrevealing. It was bland Brady. For two decades, once released from that kingdom, he has become a different person, not a different player, a different person. He talks. He jokes. He's on social media all the time this week riding a bike and story about him throwing up double birds like eli manning i mean what he's everywhere and the man in the middle and a mirror and then there's more coming out and this deal coming out and and uh crypto.com and everything like what who is this guy <laughs> so I think it's an underreported, undertold story how much of a change we've seen in Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady was in the sort of LeBron. He was one of the first athletes that could have been heavily scrutinized on Twitter since 2010. But he was not because he didn't give anything to be scrutinized about. Now he is a different person. And I can only attribute it to leaving the, again, whatever you want to call it, the Kingdom of New England, because there players don't talk, players don't express, players aren't on social media having fun. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm just making this notation. Did anyone know that Tom Brady was playful when he was in New England? I mean, really? That was a boring guy. And he's still not the most interesting guy, but he's having fun with things good for him. All right. That's my rant about Tom Brady. Now, speaking of quarterbacks in a much different situation, let's get to Deshaun Watson. Reporting is out there from many sources, just the Edward or ESPN today, that the NFL is now interviewing Deshaun Watson in the investigation into his sexual misconduct allegations, 22 civil cases of improprieties with massage therapists. Here we are. Now, I wanna give you context on this. Having been around this situation with the Packers, I will not say which player, but we had a player accused of sexual misconduct. And at the end of the investigation, the NFL investigators came to interview him. At the end is the key point here. What this tells us is the long-running investigation by the NFL, I believe headed by Lisa Friel, who's the former Manhattan sex crimes prosecutor, now heading up that unit within the NFL, is coming to a close. They would not be interviewing Deshaun Watson but for having interviewed a large swath of the investigation before it comes. And what we are now seeing is discipline is near. How near? Well, not this week, not next week, maybe not next month. But I would think in July we will find out the suspension for Deshaun Watson. Now, that opens up the whole other issue, which is, The Cleveland Browns immunized him from being heavily hit by a suspension. Obviously, if he misses eight games, that's half a year. They put the salary at the minimum this year, roughly a million dollars. He's got 45 almost in bonus to make the 46 total compensation this year. So if he is suspended, the only suspendable amount is the salary, which is roughly a million dollars. Say he's suspended eight games or nine games, basically he's going to make Forty-five and a half million dollars out of the forty-six million that is due to him this year. It is something the Browns did. There's a lot of debate whether they do that anyway. Well, you do it if you need cap room. They don't. They do it for their own players, but they hadn't done it for free agents. That's what where it comes out that they sold their soul for this contract. Now, again, we don't know if Atlanta, New Orleans, other teams, Carolina, that were after him, would have done the same thing, but. Clearly, he is going to be affected financially in the least possible way by a suspension that will come, and I think it will come. I have said this often. Deshaun Watson will get a long suspension. I don't see how. I'm a lawyer. I see precedent. I see 2010, Roger Goodell suspending Ben Roethlisberger six games for something that happened with one woman in one incident in a bathroom. I see Roger Goodell, same commissioner, suspending Ezekiel Elliott for six games that something happened with one woman, maybe a couple of times. Now we have 22 women alleging these crimes. We don't know what's going to come out of this investigation, but I'd be shocked if it comes out, hey, we've done this investigation, and Deshaun's cool. These 22 women are all lying. Come on. We're not going to get that, and we're going to get a suspension. We're not going to get commissioner exemplist, and let's remove that silly notion that I heard last, you know, all first a lot of fans, which is, Well, shouldn't it be time served for last year with Houston? No, no, that was not discipline. That was a secret agreement, or maybe not so secret, to shut up and not play. He didn't want to play for Houston. Houston didn't want him to play. Houston paid him. He didn't do anything. He stayed away. That was the deal. That was the deal between Watson, his agents, and the team. He wasn't on any list. He wasn't injured. He wasn't suspended. He wasn't on a commissioner exemplist. That's what went on. That was not discipline. So he will get a long suspension this year. I would not be surprised if it's 10 games or more. We'll see. We will see. All right. going to get to a couple more rants. First, a word from one of my favorite products. It's Athletic Greens. I take it every morning. I just scoop it into a glass of water. I get all my greens for the day you know me i try to eat healthy exercise i do everything i hope to be doing right but still don't get enough of my greens it's a micro habit that i have with big benefits it's the one thing you can do every single day just stir it in your water and it makes a lot of sense i get better sort of uh, energy i get better clarity sleep is better all those things that you want from a product And it's so simple to use. Just pour it in and stir it up. Athletic Greens cost is really cheap. It's like $3 a day when you get down to it. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional supplement. You're not buying all these other supplements. And it's trusted by health experts that I listen to. It's recommended by athletes. And I look at the five-star reviews. There's over 7,000 of them. So reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, free one-year sample of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/bos. Business of sports. Again, athleticgreens.com/bos. Take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance at AG Athletic Greens. It's only a kick, a jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, let's get back to the rants. This one is going to be about the Green Bay Packers. I know them well, right? They just re-upped Jair Alexander, cornerback who was hurt last year. This one makes so much sense. This is the Packer way, right? Draft, develop, develop your core players, figure out who they are, and then lock them up. Lock them up to long-term extensions, long-term deals. They've done this on the team right now with Kenny Clark, with David Bakhtiari, and now Jair Alexander. They did not with Devonte Adams. I've talked about this. There's a backstory there we don't know. Something was wrong there. Right. When we talk about the Packers, they're the most proactive team in the league, in my opinion, because I was part of it in locking up guys and signing their core players to extensions. Well, it didn't happen with Adams. And that's a whole nother story. People focused on a strained relationship between the team and Aaron Rodgers, and they kind of forgot about uh, Devontae Adams. It wasn't a good relationship there. People say, well, now people say they offered more. But the question is when. They could have offered a contract for the last two years, and my understanding is they only offered in the face of the Raiders coming calling. So that's where we are there now. Jerry Alexander is going to make exactly what we talked about with the Watson deal in terms of structure: minimum salary about a million dollars, thirty million dollar bonus. So he'll get thirty-one in cash this year. The cap is only going to be say it's a five-year extension, so that means six years. So it's five-year proration on the thirty so the cap would be 6 million, 5 million prorated on 30 bonus, 1 million salary, 31 million cash, uh 6 million cap, that's 25 million cash over cap. Again, in my day, we didn't try to do deals this way. I always believe in pay as you go, try to keep cap and cash together so you don't have these terrible situations with dead money if this player doesn't work out down the road, you accelerate all that unamortized bonus. But that's the way the Packers are doing it these days. They're strapped cap-wise. They're going for it when Aaron, what I think is his last year there, but I know people call me out for not getting that right this year. Anyway, the other point I want to make on Alexander and the spending is Packers spend a lot. Here's what people don't understand. Spending on other players doesn't mean you're a high-spending team. Spending on your own players often means you're a high-spending team. I know for a fact the Packers are one of the higher-spending teams in the NFL on the long term. Say that again. The Packers are one of the highest-paying teams in the NFL on a collective payroll basis. People don't think of them that way because they don't spend their money on free agents. Hey, they spend their money on their own players. I just talked about the strategy. Draft, develop, identify core sign them up that's the Packer way and they've done that now with Alexander they're paying him 31 million cash this year and then off we go this is the Packer way this is what they do I'll say it again they're one of the highest spending teams in the NFL people don't think it because they don't buy free agents they spend mostly on their own and that tends to be a strategy for sustained success I'm biased but good on them for locking up Alexander. My last rant is about this continuing story. I, I encourage you to listen if you haven't already to last week's pod with Ross Dellinger of, of, uh, Sports Illustrated talking about the inflection point that we're out in college sports where NIL has become something different. Name image likeness has become something where collectives are now getting involved, pulling funds to use, to recruit and get players out of the transfer portal. It's being used in ways never thought to be used. It has become exactly what they didn't want it to be with recruiting inducement, et cetera. The NCA has established guidelines. They're going to try to address this. The question is how and when they have to go after someone as a deterrent to see what sticks. It's got to be someone that certainly didn't go through the crossing the eyes, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And a lot of these collectives, what hasn't been mentioned, they have their own lawyers. They have their own lawyers. Uh, analysts that are making sure they're in line with the NCA rules so it's gonna be hard to bring down some of these gator collective in florida came out and said hey we've had a lawyer we know what we're doing texas the same thing we'll see where it goes my point here is there's an article this week about the states so we give a lot of grief to the NCA. they're not doing anything they threw up their hands on nil it's become the wild west they're letting them happen mark emmert's a doofus all these things we say but what about the states nearly half the states have nil legislation and here's the thing about it the nil legislation is not being enforced so there are enforcement mechanisms with mechanisms within these state laws like florida like california like others but they're not being enforced and here is the most interesting one alabama alabama had all these rules like if you give a player money and it jeopardizes his eligibility that's a class c felony up to 10 years in prison a what So what did Alabama do? They repealed the law. Why did they repeal the law? Because we're losing recruits because we have this restrictive law and other states either have no law or less restrictive law. Look at this. So Alabama has decided we're not even going to have an NIL law. We're repealing it like it never happened because we're better off without it. Better off how you ask? Well, better off that we can do whatever we want with these players and no one is going to enforce it. That's where we are. So we're going to see whether the NCA actually does try to enforce this. We know my saying there will be lawyers. We're just going to have to see, what does that mean? Where are these lawyers going to be? Who's going to pop up? What is the NCA going to use as a test case? Is it going to be Miami with John Ruiz paying all these players? It's going to be somewhere else. Now, good luck because these collectives have a lot of money and they have a lot of lawyers and they're gonna fight it. So if the NSA goes after them, I just gotta see where and how it's gonna look because we know now state laws aren't going after them. States aren't, aren't enforcing this. There might as well be no laws, right? So the question and we keep coming back to with NIL is where is it going? Is it going to self-regulate at some point where maybe bo- boosters and donors say, Excuse me, we didn't get bang for the buck on this. We're not going to do it anymore. Well, someone else will. And that prize recruit will go somewhere else. We even had, Lou, we knew, even had Nick Saban. We talk about parity. And he didn't mean parity on the field. I think he meant parity off the field, which basically meant to me now, oh, these, these other competitors are – these competitor universities and boosters and donors are now paying what we pay. So that's a problem. So – or more than we pay. And that is just ironic to hear uh, Nick Saban use the word parody, because there is no parody with Alabama football, of course, on the field and maybe even off the field. But that is something you have to deal with. Now it's the Wild West, we use that term all, all the while, and that is it. Final, a final rant on college basketball I saw in the news this week: Paolo Banquero, the star for Duke basketball, will probably be a number one or two or maybe number three pick in the overall draft, signed with a new agency. This is rare because he signed with CAA for NIL, and now he's switching for his uh, representation with the pros. It's going to be interesting that the market responds to this. With the NFL, we usually see some upstart agents every year, agents you haven't already heard of, get top players. That happens more in football, where there's so many agents and so many players entering the draft that uh, can make money into the third, fourth, fifth round. In the NBA, it's really the first round, and they usually go to the same companies, right? They go to CAA, they go to Excel, they go to Octagon, they go to um, Bill Duffy Associates, all the big agencies. Now, Paulo Boncaro signs with a new agency, a two-year-old agency started by Mike Miller, the former player. Mike Miller is, has an agency called Lyft, and I just thought it was news that Paulo Boncaro signs there. You know, Paul Banquero is going to be a star player in the NBA, we would think, as a top one, two, or three pick. And it's always news when a basketball player, more than a football player, signs with a new agency, relatively new, started in 2020 by Mike Miller. Mike Miller was looking at the coaching side with Memphis, but now, of course, he's on the agent side and doing well with that. All right. That'll do it. I uh, hope you enjoyed these rants. It was, again, a little while since I've done the rants. Good to get them out. Good to let you know what's on my mind. When I do rants, it's something inside of me that I could get out to you, and I hope you enjoy them. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, Instagram Andrew brandt too. My newsletter comes out every Sunday. All these kind of thoughts, insights on sports, business, life, fitness, etc. cetera, Andrew-Brandt.com. And if you want to get every day from me, a daily dose and a weekly meeting, andrew Brent.com slash SBL, the sports business league i'm now offering that hope you enjoy the podcast give us a good ranking if you would we'd appreciate that and share the podcast with a friend thanks to my producer brian neal to my musical producer sam Brent. thanks to you for listening i'll be back next week with another edition of the business of sports with andrew Brent.